The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Thursday, December 21st, just a few days away from the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Las Vegas Raiders on Christmas Day as the Chiefs seek their seventh straight win over the Raiders. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, uh, it is Christmas time, and as customary across the NFL, Patrick Mahomes has been buying gifts for his his offensive lineman. So I guess my question to kick things off today is, are you buying me a golf cart for Christmas? I'm not going to buy you a golf cart. Uh, maybe I'll, uh, I'll get you a space camper. Uh, those of you <laughs> running, to, running to Steve in the wild, that's his favorite beer. Uh, but a very cool gesture by Patrick Mahomes uh, at Arrowhead yesterday. Uh, it kind of, was broke on social media via Willie Gay's Instagram story. I think a fan captured them riding in the carts. I believe, uh, I believe that Gay was riding with Wanya Morris and <laughs> right to the parking lot, um, like a bunch of teenagers, but a, a very cool golf cart. Seems like they have some zip. Um, we didn't really see the, and make sure that everyone was safe, but, uh, I imagine we would have heard about it if it was an accident because they were, uh, looking like they were doing donuts. Uh, so they're having a good time at Arrowhead coming off the victory, and they're going to try and build upon that uh, on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, I'll take some space camper. Uh, you know, I, I understand <laughs> a golf cart might be a, a quick turnaround uh, this late in the weekend yeah. of Christmas. Yeah, give me, uh, give me about 20 years. Let's see where my uh, but plenty to get into uh, ahead of this matchup against the Raiders. And uh, but before we turn the page to this Christmas Day game uh, in the AFC West, uh, it, it was reported this morning, I, I believe, or or late last night. Uh, and for Chiefs fans who ha- have already moved on, they, they might want to recall back to the Chiefs Week 15 game against the New England Patriots where Harrison Bucker, who had been perfect kicking field goals all season long for the Kansas City Chiefs, finally missed his first field goal, which... You know, we can have a debate about that. Like, I think it was good to get a miss out of the way. But according to Mark Daniels of MassLive.com, the official kicking balls in this matchup between the Chiefs and the Patriots were underinflated for Sunday's game. Uh, the accepted range is 12.5 to 13.5 PSI. At halftime, the balls were measured as having a PSI of 11. 
So they weren't properly inflated. They were properly inflated for the second half of the game. But in the first half, when both kickers missed field goals, uh, apparently they were underinflated, which could have impacted those attempts. Um, I don't think this is like a deflate gate situation where there's like a massive controversy. It's just kind of like, really, the Patriots of all teams forgot to check the footballs. Yeah, it seemed like it had to also do with the officials. I think maybe the officials had the wrong ball. So, you know, for those that don't know, the kicking balls, they are inflated differently than, you know, the regular balls. And so sometimes, rarely, I guess, I mean, there, there can be a, a mix up there. And yeah, apparently what happened is the, the kicking balls weren't in play for the, this game. And it is funny that it's New England with all of the flake gate stuff years and years ago. Um, but this was a problem for both teams because if you remember to start that game, it was back-to-back missed field goals. Uh, and then they get into halftime and realize, oh, you know, these, these balls are mixed up. Really wouldn't be, be a big deal when you think about it um, normally, right? Because both teams missed the field goal. Both teams were using the same balls uh, and it was messed up. The problem is Harrison Butker had been perfect through 14 weeks of the NFL season. And a perfect season is very, very hard to do in the NFL. Uh, and so, uh, once again, a deflated ball in New England uh, <laughs> is a problem. Um, less serious, right, because the Chiefs won the game and, and all that. But you, in a way, really feel for, for Harrison Butker here. I mean, he is a, a guy who had a, a tough season last year and had been really build, been building towards something like this for, uh, for years and years. Uh, and who knows? It, it might have. You know, we think might have. You can never really prove this thing, right? But it might have gone by the wayside. Uh, because of this lack of inflation in the, in the balls. So uh, according to the report, it was the Patriots who actually mentioned it um, because they noticed that the opening kickoff only traveled to the three-yard line, which in today's NFL where kickoffs are, are basically just free kicks yeah. and they don't really mean anything. Touch, that, touchback <clears throat> city, Steve. Yeah, basically. yes, that, that is a noticeable thing. So they're the ones that actually reported it, and then at halftime they measured the balls, realized they were underinflated, and fixed it. So uh, when we look back on this season, if Harrison Bucker winds up with one miss on the year, Chiefs fans can blame the NFL and the officials for underinflating footballs in a Week 15 contest against the New England Patriots. So um, I'd have to imagine that's not something we're going to remember by the end of the year. But if you want to complain about something during the offseason, if Harrison Bucker only misses one field goal all year, you can you, you can blame a, his lack of a perfect season on that. Yeah, it's a, it's a maybe it's something where maybe you shouldn't have a, too too many space campers over the years because about five years from now that'll be a good trivia question. Who, who deflated the balls to ruin Harrison Butker's uh, perfect season? Yeah, we we can have uh, ha- have some conspiracy chats uh, about who, <laughs> who ruined the perfect season of Chiefs kicker Harrison Butker. But we got plenty to get into ahead of this game. Um, and as Chiefs fans should know by now, the Chiefs place wide receiver Sky Moore on injured reserve, ending at least his regular season. We haven't heard from the Chiefs yet. Everything's running a day behind for a Monday matchup. So, I'd expect we'll get an update from Andy Reid. Should hear from him and Patrick Mahomes later on this afternoon as the Chiefs return to the practice field. So might get a little bit more insight as to what's going on with Sky Moore if the Chiefs believe that maybe he could be back for the postseason. But as of right now, Sky Moore's regular season is done for the Kansas City Chiefs as he heads to IR with a knee injury. Yeah, tough year. Uh, for for Sky Moore, a tough regular season. We'll see if he does anything in the postseason. I tend to doubt it, right? I mean, if there's any question for Sky, it's not like he's played 
such a role this year where you would rush him back in any capacity. This is a player right now who has to focus on year three, right? Uh, how do I break through in a sense? This was supposed to be a breakout season uh, for Sky Moore. Uh, never was that. In fact, it got to the point where, you know, the team began trusting a rookie more and for good reason, uh, deservedly so, and Rasheed Wright. Uh, and, then I, you know, I think it, I think it's going to Sky to rehab whatever this thing is. Uh, you know, if you look at the replay, it seems like both knees kind of buckled. So you wonder actually the details of what's going on there. But rehab, get right, uh, get ready for year three. I don't think the, the book is closed on Sky more, but he'll certainly be looking for a bounce back in 2024. And I've seen a lot of speculation that, you know, Sky Moore is, is done as a Kansas City Chief after this year. He's going to get cut. I would be... You know, I understand that he's had an extremely disappointing season uh, just based on where we projected him and, and where really the Chiefs projected him and everything they were telling us about Sky Moore leading up to the year. But, Pete, I would be absolutely shocked if he was not a Kansas City Chief next season. I mean, this is still a, a young player who was a second round NFL draft pick, and it would be. Like we very rarely see these guys get cut this early in their careers, even if they're not living up to expectations, barring, you know, some kind of like locker room issue or or other issues that aren't just stemming from on the football field. Yeah. I mean, I, you think back to the last second rounder, they gave up, a, I think it was ahead of year three, if I'm not mistaken here, Steve, Uh, but uh, Breland speaks, this isn't a Breland speaks situation. This is still a, a player who has had flashes moments of big catches, uh, Right, the uh, punt return in the AFC title game uh, was huge redemption for Moore last year. After you know he was disappointing in the return game, uh, he's had a pair of seasons with 250 yards. That's production, right? Like like I said, uh, not the offensive version of Breland speaks. And so I, I think he gets another shot at this. I think he'll be in that room. Uh, you know, maybe it's wide receiver four, wide receiver five, something like that. Because uh, I, I, I do think the Chiefs load up that room this. This offseason, maybe there's more competition, but I think there is some kind of role for Sky on the team. And rookie contracts are just too valuable to to give up. So he'll be in training camp, and and I think it'll be more about establishing what his role is. Be it you know, maybe it's at the back of the room, but he'll be on the team in my estimation. Yeah, yeah. Like if you want to say Marquez Valdez Scantling's not going to be a chief next year, I can get on board with that, and I, I would assume that's going to be the case just based on the season that he's had. But he is a seasoned veteran in the NFL, whereas Sky Moore's still a young player. And yeah, I, I think it's exactly what you mentioned, Pete, where. We go into next season where maybe he's like the wide receiver five or six on the depth chart instead of like the wide receiver two or three like this season. Um, so I, I would be really shocked if he's not a Kansas City Chief next season, e- even with the way this season has played out. Um, but another injury, uh, Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco is expected to be available this week. Uh, according to Andy Reid, who Pacheco did have a cleanup procedure on his shoulder that's a shoulder that he had an off-season surgery on uh so he's missed the last couple of games because of that but head coach Andy Reid did mention earlier this week they expect him barring any setbacks to be available this week on Christmas Day against the Raiders so it seems like the Chiefs are getting their starting running back which is huge because the Raiders are a fantastic matchup for the Chiefs on the ground yeah yeah I I, I think he'll play uh you know usually the Chiefs are, are cautious with these things and sometimes we'll get the player a, a week uh, to to kind of ease back in, but what we found out from Andy, he was forthcoming with all the injury stuff, which is uh, somewhat rare for him. But uh, he he said that he actually was cleared to play in the last game uh, against the New England Patriots. So 
that week that we usually see where the players at practice, it sounds like that that already happened um, behind closed doors. He didn't actually practice, but it seems like he was doing things uh, away from the field. So I think he'll be back in the mix. I think the Chiefs are going to want to get him in a rhythm to uh, get ready for the postseason. You know, I think uh, you're going to want to play your um, running back as best you can. Uh, Clyde on on the the runs, uh, as it turned out, uh, probably not talked to anyone, was actually – um, minus in the points of uh, expected uh, EPA. So uh, as good as he was, and as great as he was in the past game in this game, you know, the Chiefs need a running back back. Uh, that's, a, that's a nerdy way to say that. So he should be back in the mix on, on Christmas Day. And I, I know Kansas City will look forward to his return. Uh, I've been saying it. Uh, I'll keep saying it. I, uh, some people sometimes raise their eyebrows at this. Steve, I think he's a top five running back in the NFL, especially with what he's added to his past game uh, this year. And uh, what a weapon to have back. You're going to need him if you're going to run through the AFC. Yeah. Prior to that injury, I think you could have made the case that Isaiah Pacheco was the second most important member of the Chiefs offense behind Travis Kelsey. Um or I guess third most behind Mahomes and Kelsey, but like he he's been that good when he's been on the field this season. So Chiefs are eager to get him back. And mentioning Clyde, like uh, ahead of last week's game, there was a, a lot of uh, talk and discussion about, oh, Jarek McKinnon's going to be the guy to you know get in your fantasy lineups. He's the guy to own in that backfield because you know last season, remember when he ripped off like nine receiving touchdowns at the end of the year and. I had a conversation with you about Clyde and me and you were both kind of on this side that Clyde's going to be the guy that gets a lot of touches here, not McKinnon. And, and, and per- personally, when I've watched Eric McKinnon play this season, because I, I see a lot of fans still saying like, we got to get McKinnon rolling like he was last year, late in the year. It seems like Jarek McKinnon has slowed down a little bit. And remember, this is a, a guy that's well into his thirties for an NFL running back. And, had tons of injuries like last season might have just been the best version of Jared McKinnon we're going to see as a Kansas City Chief. And that's totally fine. He can still be an effective player, but you got to be excited about what they're getting out of Clyde. Like Clyde's career here in Kansas City hasn't exactly worked out the way a uh, number one pick uh, w- would hope. But Clyde still has still been an effective player. And, and we saw that last last week when he is healthy. He can give you some valuable reps and he can make some plays. He's not the greatest back in the NFL or anything like that. But Clyde is a reliable player that the Chiefs can put in in a crunch and get some valuable reps out of. And I think that's all Chiefs fans should want from him moving forward. Yeah, uh, so I I already covered, Steve, the analytical nerdy statement here. Now I'm going to go to the film nerdy. Uh, Everyone talks about this 13 personnel with the Chiefs. What about 31? Throw all three running backs on the field at the same time. Like what? What is the opposing uh, team uh, going to do, and who are, who are they going to key in on? Uh, and I, we've seen now, uh, we knew that Pacheco is capable. We knew that McKinnon is capable. Clyde has really come on uh, at the end here. And who better than Andy Reid to screw around and throw three running backs, one wide receiver, and one tight end on the field at the same t- time and say, all right, pick somebody uh, to these opposing defenses. You know, maybe that's something that we we do see in the postseason. Uh, people always assuming that Andy Reid is saving things up. Like maybe he's toying around with the idea of, wow, what can we do in some of these situations, maybe even short yardage, where you throw three running backs on the field at the same time. Yeah, I mean, we saw him dust off a play from the 1940s last week. So we know he can get creative, especially in the red zone. So uh, I would love to see a play with all three of these what guys on the, the field. What is the, the question, Steve, is what is this year's snow globe? I'm, I'm ready to find out. Let's see. 
Yeah. Um, I, it does feel like this is the time of year where Andy Reid likes to dust some of those things off ahead of the postseason, just get them in a game because that might not be the finished version of something that they'd like to run in the playoffs, but you got to get some live game opportunities. So I, I'd expect we'll see some more creative plays from Andy here before that uh, ahead of the postseason. Well, that's the best part about Andy sometimes. Like if you really like zone in uh, and, and you study the film a little bit, he'll like the, the play that you mentioned, the 1940s play, uh, that's not the end of the story necessarily because now in a key moment, he might give you that look and, and players, defensive players will clearly say, well, we've seen this one again. And then from that same weird formation, uh, I believe it was like Joe Tooney actually snapped the ball, right? It was, yeah. they, they were really messing with them from that same formation. It might be going to somebody else. Like maybe uh, it actually does somehow get snapped to Mahomes and it's a pass or, you know, so um, I don't think, I don't think it's the end of that formation either. You know, this is uh this is a, a really creative guy who likes to have fun with the players. And that's part of the reason, many of the reasons um, that, that they enjoy playing for Andy Reid. Yeah. I expect we're going to see some version of that play again, but it's going to be exactly that, like a similar look that has a totally different outcome. Cause that's what Andy Reid likes to do is a play caller. Uh, before we get out of here, I already mentioned the Chiefs are, are seeking their seventh straight win over the Raiders. And obviously Raiders coming in well rested after a Thursday night blowout of the Los Angeles Chargers where they dropped 63 points. Uh, I had a conversation with our friend from Silver and Black Pride, Bill Williamson, that'll be out later this afternoon. Uh, just great insight onto the Raiders and Antonio Pierce and everything that they've been kind of building to this season. What to expect the offseason is Antonio Pierce going to wind up landing that job, Aiden O'Connell, their quarterback moving forward. So I encourage you to be on the lookout for that on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. But I think something that is really interesting heading into this game and ahead of the playoffs that uh, our, our great contributor, Nate Christensen, brought up this week on arrowheadpride.com i encourage you to go check that out was the chiefs kind of figuring out their linebacker rotation again now that all of these guys are healthy and drew tranquil nick bolton willie gay uh leo chanel uh, mixing in heavily there and i think that's something really important for this chiefs defense because what we've seen over the last few weeks uh with all of the injuries and getting bolton back and healthy and tranquil missing time like I think we've kind of seen that be an area of the defense that has struggled a little bit here that other teams are starting to attack compared to early in the season where we were like, man, like their linebacker room has so much depth and they have so much playmaking ability and they're so strong at every level. I think we've seen recently that teams are finding ways to exploit the linebacker core a little bit. And I think some of that is injuries and some of it is not playing together for a long time. And they're still trying to figure out that rotation and chemistry. So I think that's something to really watch in this Raiders contest. And I thought it was a great piece by Nate because that's something that's going to be really important when we get in the playoffs is making sure those guys are healthy and, and playing at their top level because we saw how important they were early in the season for this defense. Yeah, like it. They do different things well, like anything, right? Uh, and early in the year when everyone was healthy, they were using Leo and more like that Joker role where you really didn't know where he was going to go. Uh, Bolton coming down and, uh, you know, Drew Tranquil, Willie Gay, more your backpedalers that are, are going to be better in coverage. And so it seems like they're resettling in. It takes anyone uh, a few games, I think, to uh, get back to themselves. You know, if you do any kind of job, um, especially if you like work outside or, you know, it's, it's one of those blue collar things. Uh, let's say all of a sudden you had to, to do whatever task it is you're doing uh, with a cast on your hand as well. 
Um, that's not going to be something you get used to uh, immediately. He's playing with this club thing right now. So um, I just tend to think yeah, as we go here, the Chiefs are going to figure that out again. And hopefully, and, and you knock on wood about this, everyone stays healthy and you're feeling good about that rotation uh, as you enter the postseason. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we spent some time talking about injuries on this episode and the Chiefs are as healthy as they're going to be on the defensive side of the ball. And I, I truly believe even as the offense makes strides and we see Rasheed Rice making this ascension right now for the Chiefs on that side of the ball, the way you win a championship this year is through that defense. So whatever they got to do to make sure that defense gets back to the level that it was playing for a majority of the early season. And obviously it's still been really good, but there there's been a few more kinks uh, over the last few weeks that I think they can get ironed out this week against the Raiders. So definitely something to pay attention to. Like I mentioned, we'll hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes later on this afternoon. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for my chat with Bill Williamson. That'll be out this afternoon, previewing the entire contest on Christmas Day between these two teams. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sweeney. I'm Stephen Sertz, where you can find me. Stay locked into arrowheadpride.com for everything you need to know about this contest. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. We will be back tomorrow with a live edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas city. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.